the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Tomorrow can be bigger. Just grow, let the world overflow. Yeah. Live a life bigger than yourself. You're created for greatness. Live a life bigger than yourself. You are listening to the Live Big Broadcast with Bishop Derek Greer, the radio ministry of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. We're so glad you joined us, and we pray that you are strengthened and transformed by God's Word today. Are you ready? Let's get into the Word. You know, 30 years ago, discussions like this, things that we're talking about today, might not be taken as seriously. But today, serious people are asking, is what's happening in the world today, is that the beginning of the Third World War? Serious people are asking, will we soon need to have computer chips in our heads in order to compete in the workplace? And are people willing to risk being monitored and manipulated in order to perform better? Serious people are asking, do aliens exist? And all I can tell you as your pastor, is I don't know. <laughs> but what I do know yeah. is what I already said. Yeah. He who sits high yeah. looks low. Yeah. Even if Darth Vader lands on the White House <laughs> lawn next week, if God be for me, Who, who, who can be against me? So he gets this renewed revelation and vision of God. And he's sitting on a throne, high and lifted up. And the train of his robe filled the temple. So Isaiah sees the one who robes himself in light as with a garment. And his glory outsizes any building he can ever be seated in. This is the one who fills the entire universe, and the universe is still not big enough to contain his glory. And then if that was not enough, above it stood some of his boys, seraphim. Each one had six wings. With two, he covered his face. With two, he covered his feet. With two, he flew. This creature's so bad, he didn't have to use all six wings to fly. (laughs) And with each beat of his wing, the incense 
from the altar, which we're going to get to in a second, we waft through the room. This was absolutely unparalleled. All that happened with Moses is he was barefoot, standing in front of a burning bush. But this dude was caught up to heaven itself. But that's the point. Whether spectacular or a still small voice, God knows how he needs to speak to each of us to snap us out of our funk so we can see more clearly. And we got to learn to trust him, trust him, trust him, trust him. And then he's looking at these creatures that I can't describe. I never saw something with six wings before. And they couldn't even, they, they, they weren't even addressing God, but, but when you really see God, you got to tell somebody. So they cried to one another. They had to say something to somebody else about the goodness of God in their lives. And they said, holy, holy, holy. They praised one God in three persons. Talk to me right now. The one who is distinct, apart, and above all other creatures. He said, holy, holy, holy is the Lord. Host there, we can get lost, literally armies. Is the Lord of armies. The whole earth, as bad as it might seem, if you pull back the veil, You'll see God working his plan, still in charge, still in control. The whole earth. I don't care what Hamas, I don't care what Habadash, I don't care what happens in the Middle East, the Far East, left, right. God is still on the throne and the earth is full of his glory. Come on, give God a hallelujah. The earth is still full of God's glory. <laughs> Come on, give God a praise. The earth is full. I don't know what happened on your job. I don't know what happened at your house. But the earth is full of God's glory. He's working a plan. I don't understand it. I don't get it because I'm not smart enough. But the earth is still full of his glory. And what we see in these verses is that is that the angels see what we're blind to sometimes. Even when I don't see it, he's working. Even when I don't feel it, he's working. He never stops, never stops working. Never stops. Verse 4. And the post of the door was shaken, not by their weight, the bigness, just by their voice of him who cried out. The magnitude of the one on the throne, but then the group he hung out with. 
and the house was filled with smoke and glory and I mean the group that God hangs out with is no joke you think Floyd Mayweather has an entourage you haven't seen we can't even describe things that got four faces I mean I don't know what that is but God dwells in inapproachable light and in a dimension that we can't quite fathom. So when Isaiah saw all this, he's like, what was me? I done seen some stuff today. <laughs> For I am undone. Undone before God is not a bad place to be. Because when you come to the end of yourself, you always come to the beginning of God. (laughs) And God has intentionally not done the miracle yet because you're not at the end of yourself yet. You still have a plan. You still have something you're going to figure out. See, if you you could figure it out, if you could do it, you're going to give yourself the glory. But if you can't figure it out, and God has promised only God you can give. The glory. So, he said, what was me for? For I am undone. Because I am a man of unclean lips. Why, why is he focused on the lips? Because he knew he said some ugly things about God and his kingdom, his people, his ways. And when he saw all this and got a sense of God and his power and his majesty and his command and the fact that he was in control. He was like, how wrong was I? And he said, on top of that, I dwell in the midst of unclean, people of unclean lips. I don't know how wrong was I. All them books I've been reading, all those little things on YouTube I've been watching. Everyone else has been wrong in the things they say about God. God is on the throne. The king messed up, but God still knows how to work all things together. Then he says something for my eyes. I'm almost there. We just have one more verse after this. For my eyes have seen the king. And this is your problem. You see Jesus as a religious figure. You don't see him as a king. You see him as a theologian, perhaps. You see him as a wise sage. But you don't recognize he is a king. All authority and all power belongs to him. Satan exists by permission. Not because he's so bad. And then it says again, the Lord, of, the Lord of armies. He recognized that, that God could do it alone, but God doesn't come alone. That the forces behind God almost not quite, but almost as amazing as he is. Then one of the seraphim flew to me. 
seraphim just, you know, he knew the mind of God. Having in his hand a live coal, which he had taken with the thongs from the altar. Now, the throne belonged to God. But we're about to see the altar here belongs to each of us. God wants to meet you at the altar. So he took the coal and he touched my mouth with it and said, behold, this has touched your lips. And watch this. Your iniquity is taken away and your sin purged. It's important. The only reason God ever convicts any of us of sin is to take it away. You'll catch that on the way home. If God's showing you your sin, don't go like, no, no, no. He's only showing you so he could take it away. Because the moment you admit it, he applies that precious blood. You hear what I'm saying? If God never shows you where you're wrong or that you're wrong, you're really under the greatest form of judgment. And you're like, why can't I do, you know, everything else these other people are doing? They're lying, they're doing this, they're doing that. And how come I can't do that? I feel bad when I do that. Listen, if God never shows you you're wrong, you are under the greatest form of judgment. The fact you still care means your, your conscience hasn't been seared. It means God is still working in your life. And it might be the 66th, the 79th time if God is still talking to you. You hear what I'm saying? You still have hope. Verse 8, and I'm, I'm done and out of your way. Also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, so the angels were speaking to one another, talking about, you know, the, the holiness of God, the glory of God, all that. But now the Lord speaks. And um, spoke. And he heard a conversation going on between the Godhead. And I don't, I don't know that. The Bible doesn't say this, but I can imagine God's voice, his inflection being a little bit weepy. Whom shall I send? Who will go? Who will go? For us. You see, God has the power to draft each and every one of us. But he wants volunteers. He is not a brutal dictator. He wants willing hearts. My, my dad is Mr. Fix-It. Um, you know, he's an engineer by, by trade, so, you know, he's just mechanical. I'm not. And when I was a kid, I used to follow him around, and, uh, you know, he'd go fixing things. And um, when my dad couldn't fix something, uh, I guess he, maybe he didn't have the adequate tool in the box, or maybe the screwdriver or the pliers didn't work, I, I, you know, whatever. He'd say, son, hand me the ignorant tool. And I knew it was about to get exciting. 
Because what he was saying was, hand me the hammer. (laughs) And he began to beat on that thing (laughs) until it worked. You see, the issue God has often is the screwdriver, the plier, and those more delicate and precise instruments are so impressed with themselves. So caught up in their careers and what they're doing. When God reaches in the box, they're too busy. And then you wonder why God uses some of the jokers he does use. What's wrong with me today? I don't understand me today. Well, that blunt hammer was available. And God would prefer to use the sharp and the precise. But if it's not available, he has to use the hammers. And God is saying, do you care enough about this world? That I don't have to beat it to death. That you and your skills would become available to me. So I could do what I need to do without killing half the people I need to help. Isaiah was called the prince of prophets. He he was a brilliant guy. Again, he just, he he listened to the He spoke so well. Despite his ability, he was available. What God is saying, he's almost mourning on the inside. Whom shall I send? Everybody else is busy talking about, I want my money. I want this. I need that. I, 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 I'm hurt. I, I, so, so busy. Who will I send? Who, who's available? Who cares about me and, and my kingdom and my agenda? And when he heard God's heart, Then Isaiah said, here am I. And that's all God wants to hear from each of us. After he redeems, after he forgives, after he justifies, the way we say thank you is by a willing heart. God has so much for you to do, but are you willing Can you say, here am I, oh God, send me. And what God wants to get across to you this morning is some of us are bored, some of us are messing in crazy stuff, all the rest. And the reason is, listen, you know, if a kid is, is, has a sense of purpose and he's focused on purpose, you don't really have to tell him so much to stay off drugs because it gets in the way of the purpose and it begins to click. And when you discover your assignment, some of the besetting issues in your life will automatically go away because you're so focused on your assignment. He was saying, Lord, give me what I just saw, the touch I just received, 
Give me an assignment, even if it's just to love one woman or one man for the rest of my life, despite how funky they are. They beating you, you need to leave it, Joker. So please don't, don't mishear me. And don't get condemned. Some people, you, needed, you made a right decision, but some of us make it too lightly. And if my assignment is that woman in the front row, I'm going to stay on assignment to the day I die. Isaiah was saying, give me an assignment. Even if it's just raising that autistic child to love God. Give me an assignment. Lord, if it means that my only assignment is to be that one person that my church can depend on, my pastor can depend on, Lord, give me an assignment. If it just means shaking hands at the the, the front of the church door, Lord, give me an assignment, though it takes me to the ends of the earth, or it means I stay right here for the rest of my life until you return. Lord, I need an assignment. One of the challenges with our generation is the older generations accepted assignments. It didn't have to feel good. I'm assigned to raise these kids. I'm going to go to this job for 40 years. I'm not even going to get a watch when I retire. People are going to be promoted above me, but I feel this is my assignment. I'm going to love this man. I'm going to love this woman because we made a, a decision at the altar. And it's my assignment to grow old together. But we stay on assignment until it gets uncomfortable. We stay on assignment until, you know, it's not convenient. But loyalty comes out of a sense of assignment. I know, I know, I know, I know. Now, even today, when I went to church, I don't know, 30 years ago, I felt assigned to the church I attend. And because of assignment, when things went left, I stayed right. Because I was on assignment. And with assignment, there was a level of loyalty. I don't know why I'm going here. But you will never hear the way you need to hear and grow the way you need to grow until you accept your assignment. A tree that gets uprooted every couple months, every couple years, is not going to grow properly. You got to stay and let your your roots grow deep. You got to stay on assignment when it's raining, when it's cold. You hear what I'm saying? When, when it's spring, summer, winter, fall, I, I'm, I'm not going to stop. I'm, one more, just, I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. You know, one of the words used in Greek for um, character is where we, and I'm messing it up a little bit, but it's where we get the idea of statues. Statues 
have character and represent Lady Liberty. A pigeon flies over the top of her head. Her character is etched. She's still holding up the light. Lady Liberty, it's raining. Uh, the, The wind is blowing. She's still holding up her hand. Character is the things you let God etch in your soul no matter what happens. It's who I am and who I'm going to be. I'm going to do the right thing no matter what you do, no matter what happens. I'm going to stand there on assignment welcoming people into the harbor because this is what I was created for. You may be seated. I don't know how this altar call is going to go in a minute. But I'm going to close with this. Mother Teresa told us this right before she passed. She said, all holiness is, is doing God's will with a smile. I want to be a willing vessel. I want to do God's will with a smile. Here am I, God. Send me. Give God a hallelujah and a hand clap. You've been listening to Live Big with Bishop Derek Greer. We pray that God's word has equipped you to think big, do big, and live big in a way that your life overflows and blesses those around you. If you want to learn more about becoming a Christian, or you feel that you need to rededicate your life to Christ, we want to walk you through the steps to do so. Go to gracechurchva.org salvation to find out more and watch videos from Bishop Greer that will guide you into your life in Christ. Again, that's gracechurchva.org salvation. That's our time for today. Until next time, remember, you have what it takes in Christ to live big. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.